Good morning, everybody. It is February 4, 2022, and I'm here in San Antonio. It's freezing temperatures, uh, 22 degrees, and uh, <laughs> we got the city shut down. Um, you know, a lot of uh, reckless drivers, and I know people in other cities, other states, are probably laughing, thinking, come on, you know, 22 degrees, you're going to shut down the whole city? Well, Hey, I'm staying home. I'm staying, you know, near the fireplace. You know, I have my marshmallows, uh, had some popcorn, um, eating pretty well, having some uh, movie time, uh, you know, keeping busy <laughs> at home. I didn't go to work. You know, uh, I know they wanted me to go to work, but hey, uh, I'm not a good driver, especially in the snow. Well, it's not snowing, but I mean, in the ice and uh, I, I don't want to risk it. But yeah, here in Texas, we're still not really used to uh, those cold temperatures, and I'm I'm very sure that in other other cities, other states, you know, a little cold temperature won't shut down the whole city. But um, for our safety, and since we're not used to it, uh, here we are at home. So um, this past few weeks, or past week, two weeks, I've been trying to think of of a new name. Uh, that can stick with this podcast. And I've been using Ryan Tony blogs just because this is how it originated. The idea uh, was with through the blogs, but uh, it's not a blog. <laughs> it's a podcast. And, you know, naming it the Ryan Tony podcast just didn't sound uh, right with me either. So I've been really praying about it and asking people for, for their ideas and suggestions. Uh, one I really liked, it was uh, Tony's Not a Phony podcast. Uh, I thought that was was pretty pretty cute. <laughs> I really liked it, but uh, I don't think it would uh, suit uh, this one. Another one that I really liked was uh, The Lion's Den, uh, which was also very good. Uh, unfortunately, it was taken. Another one was cleaning out your closet or something like that. And I really liked it too, but all these names are taken. So it's like, goodness, how how am I going to find a name for this? So a good friend of mine who was actually uh, with me in the, the religious life, he, he messaged me, said that he prayed about it too. And he came up with the name, The Truth That Heals. And originally, this, you know, blog and this podcast, you know, the intention wasn't, you know, for healing. It was just to get my ideas, my thoughts, my story. But then I was thinking, you know, what the hell? <laughs> you know, sometimes truth does heal. And maybe that's not my intention originally, but I guess the Holy Spirit is driving it in a way in which... It can be healing for me, healing for listeners, and healing for for those who uh, have experienced uh, some of the things that I talk about in my in my podcast. And you know, for those who have been listening, a lot of my podcast has been focused on the religious life, but I just want to remind the listeners, the audience, that that's not just the only scope that I want to target in this podcast. I want to target other things. I want to focus on how other people, you know, other walks of life were able to, you know, climb their mountains and how they were able to overcome. So this podcast really is 
uh, focusing more on, you know, that spirit of overcoming, of getting up, of, you know, fighting back and uh, not being chained down uh, by by these bonds of vices or uh, mental uh, mental health issues or depression. These are all things that many of us, probably all of us face, but I want to focus on, you know, ways to, to get free. And when I got that suggestion, the truth that heals, I was thinking it's not, it's not a bad suggestion. So I really liked it. I prayed about it. And, and that's the new, the new name that I'm going to be giving this podcast. So in the light of that, of the truth that heals, I wanted this episode to be focused more on a positive side of my religious journey. So like every other episode, one is like kind of negative. The next one is positive. In this episode, I want to give my listeners um, a little more inside, an inside look on my thoughts during my religious time, because I had been there for 11 years. And a lot of people might be thinking, why, why just stay there for 11 years, dude, you should have left, you know, right away, you should have seen the red flags, and you should have taken off, you shouldn't have returned, you know, just leave that behind. Well, to give you some idea of what my mindset was, I have to share with you the positives because yes, there were so many negatives and yes, a lot of it was very cultish, but there was a goodness in there, which, which I held on to. And I think that's like, like for people in cults, um, I'm not saying that I wasn't a cult. Maybe I guess you can say I was for me. My, my answer is, um yes and no because strictly it was a re- it's a religious group community that's founded within the catholic church but people just took it the wrong way uh, a small uh powerful group within it but as a whole um i joined for uh to to do the religious side of it and and that's what i want to break down in this podcast today so right now I want to break down three major elements which kept kept me in the religious life. And these three elements are the prayer life, the apostolic or missionary life, and the third one is the community life. So in the prayer life, um, you know, as Catholics, you know, we'd go to mass every day, we pray, pray our rosaries, do adoration, go to confession, and you know, receive receive the sacraments and for me, that was cool. You know, I liked the discipline of prayer and, you know, spending time with God. And that's what, that's why I joined in the first place, because I really love to pray. And I really love to uh, um, share my faith. And, and that's why I joined. It was really a pure intention. And I want to talk about these things because, you know, so many of us, especially myself, when I left, it was so hard to see the positives. I was so full full of bitterness, and I think I am, you know, quite justified in you know feeling bitter when I left, 
after all of those experiences that I went through, that I forgot the purity of why I entered in the first place. And I I don't want these, you know, bad members, those bad apples to ruin that purity of my heart from, from that time. I don't want them to steal it. So I have to look back and and remember the positives because it, it was it was a beautiful experience on my part and i know that not everyone had a good experience i think in our religious community they recruited so many members who had no business being there uh, so many members were recruited without really any psychological evaluation um even even for me i think i was recruited far too early i was far too young far too immature but still you know what's done is done and uh it would have been wiser on their part if they had waited for me to grow up a little bit i was only 16 17 but you know i grew i grew up in there um and i i really loved the prayer life i really loved to uh spend that time in prayer and i was actually listening <laughs> to another ex-member and it was from one of the sisters and if you know who it is you know you know who it is and she's super cool and she was being questioned about you know the stuff in the in the prayer life and the activities and she said something that i really love i really loved because she said yeah we had a pray in the night because we had to pray for the conversion of all those little sluts out there and she said something like that but for sure she <laughs> <laughs> she said that she said that we had to pray for the conversion of all the little sluts and it's funny because some some superiors some members they really looked at it that way it's like you're praying for you know these evil people everyone who is outside they're bad only we are good which is kind of cultish but anyways i don't want to focus on <laughs> i don't want to focus too much on the cult the cult perspective of of this uh of this group but um yeah for me um uh, my idea was dude we're praying for people who need prayers you know there are people right now who are probably depressed maybe someone's celebrating your birthday and they're celebrating it by themselves and you know they're down you know so we would pray in the middle of the night and for me it was it was a beautiful uh it was a beautiful time you know, me and God in prayer. And I know it's not for everybody. And that's the thing that kind of bothered me is that, you know, in, in our group, we, as I mentioned before, we would allow so many recruits to just come in and without like really vetting them. And they're there and obviously they didn't want to be there, but it's like you're, they were forced to kind of be there. But for me, it was really, it was really a joyful, peaceful time to be in my in that in that adoration, we would call it. So I know that all of my listeners aren't Catholic, so I'll try to be um, I'll try not to go so deep in some of the terminology because I know that you know not everyone would understand. So I'll try to be uh, as simple as possible. So we had this thing called nocturnal adoration. So in nocturnal adoration we would spend an hour um in in the chapel and we'd have specific 
a specific prayer routine. So we get in there at our assigned hour of prayer. It could be at 1 a.m., 2 a.m. And yeah, it was we're we're there praying for the conversion of the little sluts out there. But more than that, we're just praying for those who needed it. And the cool thing that I really liked is that so many people would give us their prayer intentions and you know we would read their prayer intentions or we would have them on the board we would have like a prayer box where we would put our own intentions so that each hour of the day someone uh brother the priest every hour there was someone praying for those for those intentions it could have been for um for someone who was you know in sickness someone who was you know grieving a loss uh, so many things, and and I I thought that was beautiful, knowing that I was doing my my mission, I guess you could say, by praying for people, and I loved doing it, and that was my that was my job. That's why I joined, not to follow you know crazy superiors, not to follow the ideas of of these bad members, but my my goal was to really pray for people because that's. That's my job. That that was my job, you know, full time. And I wanted to give back to the community by, you know, by doing what I did best, which was prayer. So this is how our, our adoration started, which was like by reading out the intentions of the people, you know, reading their names and what it, what it was that they were asking for. And then um, usually we go in twos or threes, depending how many members. So we start off with the rosary. After the rosary, we would do praise and worship, which was another like 15 minutes. And then after the rosary, we would do a meditation on the gospel of, of the day. So we had our journals, and there was an assigned member who would you know, read the readings for the day, for the mass of the day. And while that was being done, I would have my journal open and I would write, you know, notes from the gospel. And then there would be time where you can reflect and meditate. And I really love that. And I think it really, it really brought a uh, deepening in my relationship with God. And that's, I think, one of the things that kept me really strong. Uh, and that's why I consider the prayer life to be one of the elements of why I stayed because I really enjoyed it. It was very beautiful. And I, <laughs> to the surprise of many, perhaps, I actually kind of miss it. I miss, you know, that community uh, prayer time, you know, either praying, I do it by myself, but, or, you know, doing it with the other brothers and sisters. It was just, it was so awesome. And it's one of the things that I really, I really enjoyed most. So that's why. I consider this as one of the first elements. Now I want to get to the second element, and that is the apostolic life. Now the second thing that I really I really liked from my time within the community was uh, the apostolic life, or for those who don't know what the hell that is, it's like the missionary life that we had. And our focus was to focus on the family and and on the poor kids of the community. So with the family, like we go house to house, and it wasn't like the Mormon or Jehovah Witnesses where you knock and you have like a little Bible in your hand um, or whatever book they have. I don't know. 
we'd go house to house, but to houses which we have been invited to. And we, you know, pray with the families and we, if they didn't know how to pray, we kind of teach them, you know, show them, you know, show them the ropes and we teach them like the catechism and we try to like focus on, on healing, like within married couples and families, which was pretty cool because so many families that we had encountered, they, uh, many of them had problems and we're on the brink of divorce or of uh, separation and, you know, to each their own. I mean, I don't have a family, not yet, but it was, it, it was, it was beautiful seeing that there were so many families who, who were open to learning how to pray together. And it was beautiful seeing them uh, you know, hugging each other. And I think, you know, saying that as, as a religious kind of got me thinking like, man, you know, married life isn't that bad at all. I mean, family, family life isn't so bad. And an unfortunate thing that happened in our community was, I think a mistake that they had done was they skipped over this process called discernment. So in discernment, it's it's a very important process and i'm not going to focus you know too much on discernment in, in this episode but i think that that was skipped over and the idea was if you if you walked into this community hey you're in you're in here for life and other other vocations whether it be single blessed or whether it is um the married life you know those are those are less holy they're they're not that good but seeing it firsthand, you know, in the missions, I got to see how beautiful it was, how beautiful the love of a man and woman uh, and, you know, the, of the parents to their children was in society. And, and not just for, for married couples, but, you know, single people, people who are dating, you really get to see a goodness in them and <laughs> the idea in our community that that many of the superiors gave was, oh, you know, all of that, that's all, that's not so holy. But I really got to, uh, I really got to see in the missions that it was something beautiful. And so that was my experience on the missions. I didn't get that much experience. Um, <laughs> uh, that's why I was really upset when, when they put me in, in the isolation for, for so long, because it was, you know, my heart really wanted to to go out and and preach, and not just preach, but just to just to be there for people. And the cool thing was that the the, pe the people were there for us. Uh, I can remember the Italian community. You have the the Spanish, the Filipino community, uh, all these different communities, and you know they all became one. So it wasn't just the Filipino community or the Hispanic community or the Italians with the French, it was all, we all came together and that's something that I really liked and talking about coming together. Uh, now I want to jump to the third element, which is the community life. And that was for me, that was like the funnest part. And I've had quite a few people listening to my podcast and even outside of the podcast, I've, I've spoken to quite a few people, uh, ex military. And one thing that many of them have shared with me is, 
you know, the, the I don't want to say comrades, the, the camaraderie, you know, the, the brotherhood that they had in, in that life. And for me, that's that was another pillar because so many times, you know, I would be depressed even inside the community and outside the community. And yet my brothers, you know, my real brothers from from that life, they would always, you know, contact me. Hey, how are you doing? And even inside the religious the religious life, you know, they they'd give me a tap on the back, they'd help me up. And that was something so beautiful. And another thing that I found so beautiful in that in that life was actually playing basketball. So um, if you played basketball with me, you know that I suck. Uh, <laughs> it'll be a bunch of bricks, uh, air balls. But I love basketball because you can really, you know, you can like push each other around and and have fun. And, and that's a, that's something that I really enjoyed because I was really able to, you know, get out all of my stress, you know, all that BS that superiors had, had told me, you know, that would all come out during basketball. And even though I sucked, even though I wasn't the best, you know, at the end of the day, win or lose, we gave glory to God, you know, we gave each other high fives and, and the rest of the day got better. The rest of the week got better after a good uh, basketball game. And these are the three things that I really enjoyed. So I know that this is really short. Um, I know that in my negative podcast, they're, they're a lot deeper. But I'm, I'm making an effort to make it uh, more positive. But I just wanted to end it there. These were the three things that kept me sane for the most part, was my prayer life, my apostolic life, and my community life. But when it was taken away from me, that's when I kind of, uh, that's when things started collapsing little by little, and then it went all quick from there. So in my next podcast, I'm going to break down a little bit more on how these things were taken away from me, how my patience how that was obliterated, and how I ended up eventually fighting back. So thank you for listening to my podcast, The Truth That Heals. I hope that me telling my story will help you to understand what it was that I went through, to understand my mental state at the time of you know entering you know, in between my 11 years and why after I, after I left, Life was so difficult, and I ended up having to pick up the pieces. So I'm going to end it here, and in my next podcast, which I hope I will be uh, publishing soon, I want to break down a little bit more deeper into how uh, these three things, my prayer life, apostolic life, and the community life, how that was all taken away, and how it kind of, it it got me, I hit rock bottom. I just say I hit rock bottom spiritually, mentally, psychologically. And I think that these are things that people need to know. And for me, I'm I'm trying to be an open book. And I hope you enjoy listening. Uh, feel free to reach out to me. You can reach out to me on Facebook. My name is Ryan Anthony Hernandez. I have a Instagram, which is Tony underscore Champ Hernandez. 
and um, feel free to reach reach out to me with any questions, any feedback, and I will get back to you. So thank you very much. God bless and have a great day.